Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah. Let us listen for the word of the Lord that comes to people whose lives have been devastated. Let us listen for what God will say. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. God has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting to display the glory of our God. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, my whole being shall exult in my God. God has clothed me with the garments of salvation. The Lord has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Holy and gracious God, as we come to meet you in our worship this day, we do ask that we may know your Spirit giving us the power to hear and to bring good news. Come into our lives with that joy that you promise. Come into our lives with the joy of the birth of Jesus Christ. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. 
I was recently introduced to a new app, application, on my smartphone. And this application is called Waze, W-A-Z. Does anybody know about Waze? A few people. Okay, well, this is a map application, like Google Maps or Apple Maps, the one where you can type in the name of the place or the address where you want to go, and it will tell you step by step how to get there. Well, Waze is a really cool app because it not only tells you the best way to get there and the basic traffic, it looks for the traffic jams and police activity and accidents and road work and road closures and even potholes. I kid you not. And it uses all of this information to lead you not on the basic route, but through the neighborhoods to get you to where you want to go the fastest and the quickest way possible. For example, it not only tells you how to go, but the speed limit there. Now, yesterday afternoon at 2 o'clock, the traffic on Wisconsin between Bradley and Montgomery Avenue was 6 miles per hour. Is that amazing? Now, it does this because the people who are driving around who use Waze are providing this information so there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people communicating with one another and helping each other get to where they want to go. It's all about getting around those obstacles that keep us from getting where we want to as quickly as we can. There is a power to Christmas. And everybody in this room knows that it's not about getting stuff. That there is a genuine ache for the beauty that leaves us in awe. For peace that lets us be at peace with those we love, and for a global calm. The image that comes to my mind is an earth where a mother reaches out a hand with a cool cloth on the hot forehead of a feverish child earth to comfort and to whisper all right, everything is going to be okay. And so we want for that Christmas day to be that day when we rest in that deep, abiding joy. And then we're in the midst of the retailers who are trying to get us there on time. They're counting down the shopping days till Christmas, and 
you get the emails that tell you that there are only so many more days before you lose your free shipping. And we're worrying maybe about getting those e-cards on Facebook out to our friends. Unless you're still writing Christmas cards. We want to get there and get to that day, that spiritual place of fulfilled hope and peace and joy. And then we are bombarded with these obstacles as we're trying to celebrate peace on earth and goodwill to all. We're bombarded with the news of our nation using extreme interrogation tactics. And we're bombarded by the reality of racism and police brutality and the protests blocking traffic and Congress playing Russian roulette with the economy again. It may be our sister's marriage that is on the rocks or the fall our dad took. All the potholes and the traffic jams, the accidents on the way, it makes us feel as if we're never going to get there. Isaiah and Jesus and John all knew that in reality we can't go around all of the traffic jams or the road closures and as much as we try to avoid the hard truths of the world and our own lives, we get farther and farther from joy. Isaiah, the prophet to those in the wilderness, that destroyed city, that place of desolation and despair and sadness, Here's the spirit of God coming to this place of mourning. A new spirit comes with a vision of transformation. In sadness and brokenness, there comes joy. John the Baptist points forward to Jesus. For Jesus will stand up in his first words of his ministry and pick up that book of Isaiah, that scripture that we just read, and say to the people, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. This is the way the way of which John speaks of preparing the way in the wilderness for the coming of the Messiah. This is the way that Isaiah has told us about being in the place of mountains and of valleys and the rough places. That is where we meet Jesus and justice. It leads us not around traffic or roadblocks or potholes, but looks for them. The accidents, the cars pulled over on the shoulder, the road work, 
the police activity. It brings us, the Spirit brings us to these places that we may bring good news. Traveling by this way will not get us anywhere fast. This is the way of the Spirit, the way of Jesus, the way of justice, the way of joy. And when we are traveling this way, we might find those places, be led to those places like 16th Street on Friday night at that vigil, vigil for peace. We might find ourselves drinking hot chocolate in a church and be given a candle in a paper bag to make a luminary and take that out into the street between Silver Spring and the White House and hold a candle with hundreds of others all the way up and down the street to light the way through fear, a way that seeks truth, a way for justice in solidarity with all of those who want to bring good news in the midst of racism and to stand with those whose hearts have been broken. In this interfaith vigil, cars slow down. They look at their lights. They honk in solidarity. And one who was there said, the cold was biting, and the wind blew our candle flames but could not extinguish our spirit. If we are to take this way, this way of the Lord, we might meet a young lady, a young girl, working for the release of children held captive by poverty and ignorance, by arranged marriages held captive by their lack of education. Malala, in her Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech, we hear her say, why is it that countries which we call strong are so powerful creating wars but so weak at creating peace? Why is that that giving guns is so easy but giving books is so hard? And why is it that making tanks is so easy but building schools is so difficult? She says, I still fight with my brothers. I'm possibly the only recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize who argues with her siblings. But I will continue this fight until I see every child in school. I feel much stronger after the attack being shot in the head that I endured because I know no one can stop me or stop us because now we are millions 
standing together. If we take this way through the potholes and the barricades, we will meet a man who has been us for 23 years, Juan Carlos, who has worked as our outreach worker in the transition assistance program. We will honor him because he's returning to Chile just in a couple of weeks. And he and those who volunteer there are setting prisoners free, literally. Because many of the people who come to the TAP program are the formerly incarcerated. It's the transition assistance, transitioning from being a prisoner to being a free person and to make a life outside of prison in the world. Over the years, Juan Carlos has helped more than 13,000 people here. And that's just half of the number of people we have helped. This congregation, in walking that slow way of looking for those who have been pulled over to the side of the road, has helped more than 30 thousand people. If we are to take this way, we might find ourselves at some place like Arden Courts, that residence for those who are suffering with memory loss. I remember one time being in a church group as a teenager or middle school kid, and we went to the nursing home, the residence care place, and we were going to sing Tisha's carols except for the person who was supposed to bring the words and the music forgot them. So we got there and, you know, we all kind of were like, well, let's at least try the first verse. And, and finally, we just settled on Jingle Bells. And there was a woman there who just sat there with her head bowed and it was as if she was asleep until we sang Jingle Bells. And then one, a faint spirit, heard that familiar song that reached back. And she sat up and was singing with that brightness in her eyes and a smile on her face. And there was joy. We saw the mantle of praise. That way through the wilderness of traffic jams and roadblocks is the way that John is preparing. It is the way of which Isaiah speaks that brings good news to the poor and freedom to the captives and comfort to those who mourn. There's the joy of being the bearer of good news. And there is the joy of receiving the good news. But there is another dimension to the joy here. The great prophet Alice Walker, the poet, the writer, 
in her novel, Possessing the Secret of Joy, says that resistance is the secret of joy. Resisting injustice, resisting racism and violence and despair, that doing justice is the secret of joy. Now, if we take this road that is the ways of the Spirit, and we listen and we follow those ways, we may not get to where we're going to go faster. But this slow way may actually, in reality, get us to where we want to be faster. Because we want to be in joy. And this really is the fast way, because as soon as we begin that way, the way of justice, the way of Jesus, we are in the way of joy. As soon as we start, we are part of that joy. The way of justice, the way of Jesus, in itself, is joy. Let us be people of the way, people of the Spirit, people of Jesus and justice and joy. Amen.